Baylor University proudly presents The John Morris Show. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. This is The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for the Baylor Bears. It is finished. The Lady Bears are the 2012 national champions. They beat Notre Dame 80-61 here in the Pepsi Center. Baylor's second national championship. The John Morris Show is also brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Marineland Voting Center, Loop 340 and I-35 South in Waco, and on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Moon Orson in there, Chloe Jackson, Kalani Brown, and Juicy Landrum. Chloe's got it. No shot clock. 13 seconds, 12 seconds, 11 seconds. We're tied. Will it be overtime or can the Lady Bears pull this one out? Chloe Jackson driving to the basket. Yes, hits yes, the layup. She it. did it again. I called it. Yes. She did it again. 3.9 seconds left in this one for Notre Dame. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Ball's knocked away, and that's the end of the game. The Baylor Lady Bears have won the national championship. The Lady Bears are the NCAA champions. They're bringing the trophy back home to Waco. Now, from the Petty Clinic Low-T Studio, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Like cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Some women's basketball in the open. Two uh, two reasons for that will get uh, to you. But welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris, uh, sheltered in at home, sitting in the front study of our home here in Hewitt. Q is in the studio working safely there. And uh, Q, good morning to you. Hope you're doing well on this Friday morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. It is a Friday. And I, I think when all this is said and done, J-Mo, I said, I don't know if you're going to be able to come back in studio. You're kind of getting used to this shelter at home type thing. You, you might get too used to this. That's true. I am pretty comfortable sitting here on the couch and just looking out the front window <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, couldn't do it without you being there, so I really appreciate that, and I don't take that for granted at all. Uh, highlights in the open, uh, women's basketball. First one, Rick May with the call. It goes back to this date. It was this date, April third, two 2012. The Lady Bears won the national championship at the Pepsi Center in Denver. Their second national championship, and Q, you'll remember, that capped a 40-0 and season for the Lady Bears. First time in NCAA history a, uh, a team had gone 40-0 and in a season. That was an amazing season, an amazing run. And, I mean, that was one of those teams that was just so dominant. And throughout sports, we'll, we'll come across those kind of teams where they're just so dominant that there's – Absolutely no doubt about it. And just felt throughout the whole course of that season that that's what it was going to be. It was going to be 40-0, and and they, they pulled it off. And obviously they had some tough games along the way. But, man, 40-0 and is just an incredible record. 
unbelievable. It is, and it's so hard to do, uh, even with a team as good as that team was, uh, led by Brittany Griner, Odyssey Sims, and others. Uh, but this was the date, so it was eight years ago today. The Lady Bears uh, capped that 40-0 and season with a national championship, a win over Notre Dame to win the national title. Then uh, fa- flash forward to uh, last year. It was April 7th last year, uh, and you heard the call from uh, Bruce Geetson and Maggie Davis-Stanette. The Lady Bears won their third national championship, and that was an exciting win over Notre Dame, down to the wire for sure, for the Lady Bears to win their third national title uh, in Tampa last year. Yeah, that was a very, very exciting game. Just listening to that, uh, those highlights in the opener right there, it just kind of made me flash back to exactly where I was. I remember sitting in my house on the edge of the the couch, just like, man, this is an intense game, and and just hearing that ending right there with Chloe Jackson making that bucket, just that was that was an outstanding game as well. It was great. Uh, Lauren Cox going out with the injury, and Baylor still finding a way to win over Notre Dame. Exciting, exciting win. And that is the game that we'll have uh, rebroadcast as part of our uh, BU Classics condensed game broadcast. And that comes up tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. So uh, put a, set yourself a reminder and tune into that. Here, Bruce and Maggie with the call tonight uh, of the national championship game last year, the Lady Bears uh, win over Notre Dame. Great work again by uh, Learfield IMG College, Stephen Hartzell, and others up there to make uh, edit that into a one-hour format. So that comes up tonight, 6 p.m., right here on ESPN Central Texas. Another one of those games that I'm looking forward to. I mean, we, we're kind of getting used to these uh, recap games and re-air games, and uh, all week long it's been really a – they've done a really good job with them. And so this one being a, a national championship game and, and uh, winning a national championship is even going to be a little bit better. So uh, definitely looking forward to tonight. Yep, that's the one that comes up tonight to uh, wrap up the series of games of these condensed game broadcasts. We may uh, pull some more out of the vault at some point in the future, (laughs) Uh, but for now, this is it for these games. And uh, again, well done by Learfield IMG College. Uh, Q, it's a Friday. Uh, Do you uh, do you have to think sometimes? Like, wait a minute, wait, what day is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you that way? Because I kind of am. Yeah, no, I am all the time. I always have to catch up, and I always have to ask the wife. I think she's the voice of reason. I always say, wait, what, what's today? Is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? And she's like, yes, it's Thursday. And then so this morning when I was leaving the house, I said, it is Friday, right? And she said, yes, it's Friday. Yes, I said, all right, cool. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way. I kind of have to, you know, when I wake up, I think about it, and I do kind of have to have a second thought, you know, what day is it? Uh, some people have described what we're going through as Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. and I, I think I can relate to that. It's it's sort of like, you know, it's the same uh, schedule, same routine pretty much every day, uh, which is so, to me, that is so foreign to what my job normally is. Right. And I say this, you know, when I talk about my job, one of the things I like about it, uh, love about it, is it's something different every day. And especially when you're doing games, you know, you move from sport to sport, but even inside each game broadcast, it's something different. So to me, that's one of the uh, uh, most stark realities of what we're going through is, you know, it's it's Groundhog Day. It's Yeah, it's another day, but it's pretty much the same routine as we've had like the days past. Right, exactly. It's, I mean, it's pretty much the same for the last three weeks. And one, it's unbelievable it's only been three weeks. I mean, you know, like that's that, true. That's, yeah. uh, it seems like it's been going on for so long. But with that being, you know, said and the Groundhog Day kind of approach to it, which it, it absolutely has that same feel. 
at the same time, we kind of navigate through the day and not know what we're going to hear. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what's going to come up next. And so True. even though it's it's all been the same, it's like I'm just waiting to hear some updated information so we can have a day coming up soon, sooner rather than later that's not, you know, the same as what we've been having. That's true, and yeah, that's a very good point because you stay plugged into television, media, radio, uh, newspaper, all that, you know, to find out what is the latest, and uh, so that is something that, you know, is is ever-changing and different about every day is, you know, what is the latest? What, what do we know? Is there any, you know, glimmer of hope that we've uh, peaked and maybe moving on the downhill side of this? Exactly, and so, I mean, it's 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 just weird and strange. I think we've, we've described it like that a few times, but it's what we're dealing with right now, and uh, I think we're doing the best we can. And uh, I think a lot of people, for the most part, are doing uh, their part. And that's all that we can uh, expect and all we can really ask for people moving forward. All right. So uh, this is where we are right now. Let me tell you what's coming up in the hour. Uh, Q and Ward had uh, Gia Radoni on the air earlier this week. Gia is one of the seniors with Baylor softball, the uh, ace number one pitcher for Baylor softball. And uh, she has been given the option, uh, thanks to the NCAA, of coming back, having her uh, eligibility extended for another year. And uh, Q, she said she's going to do that, which is good news for Glenn Moore and Brittany Sneed-Newman and Baylor softball and Baylor softball fans. So we'll hear that uh, interview that you guys had with G. Radoni coming up in just a bit. Yeah, that's great news for, for Baylor and Glenn Moore, like you, you mentioned, and obviously the Baylor softball team, but the rest of the Big 12 and any team that they have to go up against next season is thinking, great, we thought we were going to get past her, <laughs> and now we have to deal with her again. I mean, John, and I told her this while we were talking to her, when she gets cooking and she starts striking out, uh, you know, batter after batter after batter. It's almost like rinse and repeat because, I mean, she gets on a roll and she just doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. Boy, she is really good. Uh, five, is it five no-hitters during her career that I she's I believe had? so. I have the I think, stats around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I think five no-hitters for her. Nearly had one uh, the next to last game Baylor played this year. She nearly had a perfect game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one nothing win over Houston down at uh, U of H. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was impressive. Just knowing that that was, you know, one of the final games that Baylor was going to play in just about a perfect game. And I've been there, and I know you've been on the broadcast before as well. When she, like I said, when she gets cooking and she'll pitch a, a no hitter or, you know, a strikeout 10 or 12 or whatever, it's just, it's incredible. It's almost a thing of beauty to watch. Yep, sure is fun to watch. So you'll hear from her, Gia Radoni, uh, Baylor's senior pitcher, uh, coming up in just a bit. Uh, and tell me if uh, tell me your thoughts about this. I, I, I thought today what would have been going on this weekend, this would have been a big weekend in Baylor athletics uh, in, in a lot of ways. I mean, is it good to think about, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, put in your mind what might have been going on, or is it better just to not even think about it, put it out of your mind, and, you know, just know that it's not happening, so just forget about it? I, I kind of tend to, to think it's better just to kind of look ahead and see what would have been going on. Uh-huh, right. I mean, I know when we were talking to Gia, I, I even mentioned to her, I said, this weekend would have been Oklahoma. That's right. <laughs> you know, and that's always a big-time matchup at Getterman Stadium. So I, I kind of, even if you shouldn't do it, I, I can't help myself, and I do it anyway. 
that's that's kind of where I am too, you know, and that's what made me look at our schedule, knowing that we had G. Radoni and, uh, you know, what would they have been doing this week. And it would have been a big series at Getterman Stadium against Oklahoma. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday would have began, begun this evening. We were going to uh, – we had uh, the Friday and Sunday games on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. I think ESPNU or somebody – uh, one of the ESPNs would have had the game on Saturday. So that would have been a big weekend at Gatterman Stadium, Baylor OU softball. Yeah, it really would have been. And that would have, that's one of those series that you, you look for it on the calendar when the schedule comes out. You know, I know at least I do. I just, okay, when is Oklahoma coming up? When is it going to be? Because that is always fun, a uh, great series. And you know how, how good Oklahoma is. And every year, except for last year because of injury, Baylor's really, really good too. So uh, seeing those two teams out there on the field, especially at Gatterman Stadium, being able to be there is always a pleasure and so unfortunately like you said that would have been this weekend and we won't get to see that yep so that uh, that one canceled Baylor OU softball it would have been Baylor OU baseball this weekend up in Norman uh, Baylor track and field would have hosted the uh, Baylor Invitational tomorrow mm. all day tomorrow with Clyde Hart track and field stadium oh yeah and the final fours uh, <laughs> men's and women's oh yeah that would have been going on the women in New Orleans uh, and the men in uh, in Atlanta would have been going on, and we had uh, high hopes and big plans that uh, Baylor men and women possibly could have been both in the Final Fours this year. Absolutely, and I think that they really both had an opportunity to do that, and uh, it would have been great to, to go and cover at least one of the teams, you know, either go to Atlanta or go to New Orleans, whichever way it kind of shook out, but, man, that would have been a lot of fun, and, and like I said, I do think that both of those teams had opportunities to, to make that run and be in the Final Four. Acrobatics and tumbling would have been out at Oregon for a meet coming up tomorrow, and that's always big. Baylor and Oregon when they get together in A and T. So, uh, so if you if you're of the uh, mindset that you'd rather not even think about it, uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but but Q and I kind of uh, you know have those schedules uh, maybe indelibly printed in our minds, you know, knowing what might have been uh, games, events. Uh, Final Fours this weekend, things that might have been. So just forgive us, and we won't dwell on it if you'd <laughs> rather not even think about what we're all missing this weekend. JMO, was the Baylor Invitational, was that the track meet that we all ran at as the media? And we, <laughs> as you laugh, as we somewhat embarrassed ourselves out there? <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, they have two home meets, the Baylor Invitational and then the Michael Johnson Classic. Okay. And so I'm not sure which one it was. But, man, wasn't that memorable? Wasn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, it me. was memorable, all right. <laughs> it was memorable. <laughs> that, remind, that let me know that I wasn't 21 again anymore, you know? <laughs> so to let people know what we're talking about, uh, someone, I think it was Cody Soto, who was doing track and field at the time, yep. had the idea, uh, Cody with Athletic Communications, you know, there's there's a gap in the schedule at one point when you go from the, the afternoon session into the evening session. So he said, hey, how about we do a media relay? And it gets the media involved and it gets them there and, you know, hopefully, you know, generates more coverage for the track meet. And uh, so we get media uh, outlets around the area a chance to uh, put a team together and run. And uh, I, th- I thought – 
like I said, it was very memorable. I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it was very memorable for you. You didn't have to run. You just had I to, didn't run. You just had to have the <laughs> mic in your hand and, and narrate how bad we were. So, uh, yeah, and it was it was funny because we were losing. ESPN Central Texas, we were losing. We were already getting just destroyed. I mean, we weren't even close. And then I thought I was going to be the hero and catch us up. So I'm trying to take off at the, the last second, and then I dropped the baton. So that made it even worse. So Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Can't drop the baton. No, that's, that's the no-no. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you can't win the race if you don't have the baton, right? So, yeah, it was it was pretty bad, but it was fun. I will tell you, I was sore the rest of the weekend, but it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet, I bet that was cool. Well, if Jerry is listening, uh, Jerry will uh, never forgive me. I don't think um, I had the mic on the field <laughs> and not doing play by play per se, but I just noticed Jerry when he took the baton. And I think I said something like, uh, Jerry Hill is running, and everybody's passing Jerry Hill. <laughs> and, and the only reason I really noticed it was Jerry had on a kind of a yellow T-shirt or a gold Baylor T-shirt. And so at the far end of the track, when he had the baton, it just kind of stood out because he had the gold T-shirt on. So Jerry will never let me forget that. No, no, and, and we'll never forget it either. I mean, it was pretty funny, and, uh, yeah, you, you couldn't help but to notice Jerry because, well, he was the brightest and he was the slowest, and so. <laughs> but <laughs> Jerry's my buddy, so I can say that about him, but, man, it was it was, uh, it was was a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, I think we all really quickly realized probably about halfway through one of the, <laughs> one of the um, stretches that, you know what, this is probably not for us. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great event. It was really fun, and everybody was good sports about it. And I don't even remember who won. Do you? Was it Channel 25? I think so, yeah. I think, it I was, think so, too. I think it was. It was a TV station for sure. It, it definitely right, wasn't right, us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely so, was not yeah. us. <laughs> so, uh, so that was a fun event. Uh, very good there. We should have uh, uh, a condensed version replay of that, right? We should, ha- we should replay no, that. No, what we should do is we should start training and prepare ourselves to do it again and run it back oh, yeah. uh, when, when we get the opportunity to run it back we should do it again i'd be okay with that because uh, like i said i dropped the baton so i got some making up to do myself <laughs> so you'd do it again if you had the opportunity oh absolutely I, you know Great. i don't i say that it's not for me because well i'm i'm out of shape and i'm a lot older than i really should be out there trying to trying to get around that uh get around that track but i can't help myself if i get the opportunity yeah. to do it i'm gonna do it That'd be great. I think we should maybe uh, petition for that and maybe do that again. That'd Done deal. <laughs> Jerry would do it. I'm sure he would. Oh, yeah. Jerry's, Jerry's a good sport. He's a gamer. He is. He is a very good sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're off and running on this Friday morning. Yes, it is Friday, and glad you are with us. John Morris Show brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Also brought to you by, oh, yes, DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Join us tonight from 6 to 7 for another Baylor Basketball Classic. Presented by TFNB, your bank for life. Tonight, it's the National Championship matchup. The Lady Bears and Notre Dame from last season. Bobby Jackson driving to the basket. Yes, his She did it again. Join us each evening this week from 6 to 7 for a different Baylor Basketball Classic presented by TFNB, your bank for life, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. 
With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Yamaha is proud to introduce the all-new re-engineered 2019 YZ250F available at Waco Motorsport with a newly designed bilateral beam that provides a more compact feel and a re-engineered engine featuring more mid-range and top-end power. And now, with a push-button electric start, the new YZ250F continues to dominate at the track. The YZ250F is also the world's first production 250cc motocross bike with a wireless smartphone-based engine tuner. Tune, race, win. The 2019 YZ250F. Visit Waco Motorsports today. 5100 Franklin Avenue or look them up on Facebook. At Baylor University, students find their place to shine. They're faithful friends and inspirational leaders. They're championship teammates and independent thinkers. They're on the cutting edge of high tech and in the halls of history. If you want to make the world a brighter place, you can. And if you want to shine in your own way, you can. The spark you need is already inside you. Bring it to Baylor, where lights shine bright. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. can clean the house from top to bottom play some board games if you got them open up the windows and all enjoy the weather i know it cramps your social style but how about for a little while let's all stay far apart let's all stay far apart let's all stay far apart Together, you can call old friends and say hello. Learn a language you don't know. Bake a cheese souffle light as a feather. It doesn't have to wreck your day to just do what the doctors say. And let's all stay far apart. All stay far let's apart. all stay far apart. It's your turn to be selfless and all you have to do is think about the people who might not be as strong as you. You can catch up on your TV shows, pack away your winter clothes. Someday soon the view will all look better. Of one thing we can all be sure, the world so let's all stay far apart. Let's all stay far apart. Let's all stay far apart. Together. Gary Burr, he's the uh, Nashville based songwriter, and his rendition of Far Apart Together. So uh, I think that's uh, some good messages in there for all of us. 
And that's sort of what we're doing, staying far apart, but we're doing it together. Uh, what's the, the prominent hashtag is hashtag alone together. <laughs> so uh, that's where we are. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. John Morris show on this Friday. Home uh, sheltering in here in Hewitt. Q is in the studio making things work for us. And uh, Q, I've got a report to you. So here's some play-by-play of what's going on outside the windows of our stu- studio uh, study here at home. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, today is uh, trash day here uh, in our part of Hewitt. And the waste management engineers just came down our street. And I, I actually talked to the guy last week. Um, so last Friday, I happened to be out there when he pulled up. And we've got the big trash trucks that the arm reaches out, grabs the uh, trash can, and, you know, pulls it up and dumps it and then puts it back down. Have you seen those? Yes, absolutely. All right, that's probably the norm. That's probably the way most of them are these days. But that's the way this one is. Well, we live in a cul-de-sac, and we're right in the corner of the cul-de-sac. And last week, I noticed when he pulled out, he had to jump out of the truck. He had to move the trash can into position so the arm could reach it. And then he did that, and then uh, he jumped out of the truck again and put the trash can back where it was. And I said, do you have to do that every time with ours? And he said, yeah, but it's no problem. I mean, he was very nice about it. Right. And I had never – we've lived here 19 years, and I've (laughs) never thought about that or noticed it before – but it's a, it's a, it's just not a good position for the trash can to be right at the end of our driveway, but it's in the cul-de-sac, so the arm can't just reach out on its own and get it. Right. And so uh, I made mental note of that, and today I pushed it up the street a little bit, you know, kind of on the straightway, uh, not in the curve of the cul-de-sac. I pushed it up a little bit, and he just drove by right as we were going to a break, and uh, pulled right up, arm shot out, dumped it, set it down. He didn't get a half to get out of the truck. Nice. Very very nice. You made his job easier today. I hope so. There I hope go. I did. And I apologize for 19 years of not doing that. <laughs> well, it's it's so funny because, uh, you know, we always put our – well, I always put our trash out, and I always put the recycle bin, and then I put the trash, or else if it's if it's uh, the green trash can day, I'll put that out in the trash can. Well, apparently, forever, I was putting them too close to each other. Oh, so really? It wasn't that it was in the wrong position. It was just too close, and so – uh, a guy got out one time and he wasn't as nice, but he, he, uh, he looked at me cause I was right there and he said, those are too close to each other. Yeah. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, you, you can't grab one. Uh, if you're, if it's that close. And I said, okay, my bad. I didn't know. And he said, all right, well now, you know, and I was like, you're right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I do. So now I'm just like, I better make sure I do that or else my, my trash man is going to be angry. So I, yeah. uh, I made sure that I do that moving forward, but it's funny because you really don't think about it. You just put it out there and just go. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, they need them in position as well. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, it's a new, that's going to be the new normal here for taking the trash can out front for me <laughs> because it seemed like it worked a lot better and, uh, uh, easier for him as he came by and uh, and unloaded it there. That's funny. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's take another break. When we come back, uh, let you hear from Gia Radoni. She visited with Q and Ward earlier this week on unnecessary roughness. Gia, the senior pitcher for Baylor softball, and uh, her thoughts on getting an extra year of eligibility and being back for another senior year. What do you call it? Do you call it a, a – it's not a red shirt, I guess. Uh, it's another senior year. It's a 
you know, it's a COVID senior year. I don't know what the term's going to be for it, but uh, she'll be back for another senior season, and that's good news for Baylor softball. We're brought to you in part by Marineland Boating Center. They're at Loop uh, 340 South and I-35 right there at the bend of Loop 340. They're also on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Right now you can select from more than 15 Crest Pontoons in stock, powered by Mercury Outboards, Rebates from 500 to $2,500. So check that out. Only at Marineland Boating Center. They're at I-35 at Loop 340 South. They're on the web, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. That is Marineland Boating Center, making memories since 1983. Join us tonight from 6 to 7 for another Baylor Basketball Classic, presented by TFNB, your bank for life. Tonight, it's the National Championship Matchup. The Lady Bears and Notre Dame from last season. Bobby Jackson driving to the basket. Yes, hit yes, the layup. She it. did it again. I called it. Join us each evening this week from 6 to 7 for a different Baylor basketball classic presented by TFNB, your bank for life, right here on ESPN Central Texas. At Baylor University, students find their place to shine. They're faithful friends and inspirational leaders. They're championship teammates and independent thinkers. They're on the cutting edge of high tech and in the halls of history. If you want to make the world a brighter place, you can. And if you want to shine in your own way, you can. The spark you need is already inside you. Bring it to Baylor, where lights shine bright. At the drop of a tailgate, here's your touchdown meal. Kick off your tailgate party with Slovacek West tailgate boxes. Each box feeds 10 people with delicious savings of your choice. Smoked barbecue brisket, pulled pork, Slovacek sausage, and more. Every box contains everything you need to make that extra point, including sides, utensils, sauce, tea, cups, and ice. Customize and order your tailgate box by 2 p.m. and it will be ready to pick up the next day. Don't pump when you can score big with Slovacek West. Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 20 years. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass that stress. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6. Saturday 8 to 5. Thursday on the Matt Mosley Show, Clarence Hill from the Star-Telegram talked about the signing of defensive end Alden Smith and who made the push for him. From a football standpoint, it's a calculated risk. They're not investing much into it. I would say that Jim Tom Sula and Mike McCarthy are as much a part of this as, if not more than Jerry Jones. 
Jones, Jim Tom Sula, defensive line coach, was Smith's coach in San Francisco. So there's a personal relationship with Jim Tom Sula. People think Jerry just does things without his coach's input and against his coach's wishes, but this was pushed by Mark Garthy and Tom Sula. Today at 1.30 on Unnecessary Roughness, former Mart and Longhorn legend Quan Cosby will join the show to talk about the classic 2006 UT-USC Rose Bowl. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. With us, John Morris Show on this Friday morning. John Morris, Q here in the 9 a.m. hour. Do appreciate you being with us today. They want to revisit an interview uh, Q and Ward had uh, earlier this week on, uh, what, what day was it, Tuesday or Wednesday, I think, right? Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. I'm not yeah. 100% sure. It's that Groundhog Day effect. Again. I know, I know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but one day this week, uh, an interview with Gia Radoni, Baylor senior pitcher for Baylor softball. What a year she was having. She uh, uh, Baylor softball was 19-5 and when the season ended so abruptly, and uh, Gia had eight of those wins she had an eight and three record a 1.15 era but uh, then got the news this week that uh, she uh, she and and everyone in spring sports had been granted an extra year of eligibility by the ncaa so here's that conversation with baylor senior softball pitcher gia radoni Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on ESPN Central Texas. Right there, you heard the voice of Gia Radoni, pitcher for the Baylor Lady Bears. And right now, she is on the phone lines joining us to talk about exactly what she just said right there. Uh, she put that out by way of Twitter yesterday. The NCAA has approved uh, spring players to come back and, and be able to have another year of eligibility. So that applies to Gia, who is a, uh, a redshirt senior. You were coming back already for your, your redshirt senior year because last year you had uh, an injury, so you redshirted. You're back was off to a really great start. Your team was off to a really great start. It got cut short, but you're eligible to come back. When you heard the news, when you heard the NCAA ruling, what were your thoughts? Man, I was so excited. I had been waiting to hear back from them on their decision, and when I just when I heard, I was just so ecstatic, and I called my dad immediately, and I'm like, Dad, they gave me my year back, and I'm just I'm so on cloud nine right now, and I still am. I probably will be for a while. What's this kind of timeline of emotions been like for you? How long was it after you found out that the season had been canceled, that you got the news that this might be a possibility? Like, What's that kind of been like going back and forth as, uh, as this has played out over the past few weeks? It's definitely been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, just the potential of not being able to play again broke my heart. But knowing that we still had hope, I wasn't going to accept the fact that softball was done until they told us, no, you don't get another year. But – them giving it back to us. I'm just so grateful for them coming to that decision. How much are you looking forward to getting back into being able to work out and being around your teammates? Yeah, um, it's definitely been hard being away from them. Uh, We were together for a short time, and it doesn't feel real that we're not together right now when we are supposed to be. So I just can't wait till we're allowed to go back and we just start getting together as a team again and working out and just working towards the 2021 season. 
Gia, I got to ask you about the country fair, or what Coach Moore calls the country fair, the real hard workout that you guys do in the fall. He said, I heard him yesterday talk about the fact that uh, some of the seniors, some, and I'm assuming you're probably one of them, that are asking <laughs> and trying to negotiate your way out of doing the country fair. Yes, the county fair yeah. is the worst week of <laughs> fall for sure. It's miserable. It's at 6 a.m., and we just do a bunch of things that nobody wants to get up at 6 a.m. to do. Uh, so he actually had sent a message out to the team this morning. and was like, since the seniors are coming back, we won't have it. And we're like, oh, yes. And then he sent April Fools. So that was, <laughs> that was a tough one to take this morning. But, yeah, we're trying to work with him on that to uh, take a few days off or just cancel completely. He's not looking good, but we're still going to work for that. <laughs> are you able to throw right now? Are you taking a break? Kind of how are you handling this uh, this time away? Yeah, I've still been working out. I've been playing catch with my younger brother overhand. Haven't thrown much pitch-wise because I didn't know if I was even going to need to anymore. So when we found that out, I'm like, all right, great. So I can start picking it back up. So I've been throwing overhand. I've long tossed underhand maybe once to him. But since we know now that we can come back, I'll start getting more into it a little bit. How much do you think this extra year is going to help you as a senior leader, getting another senior year just to be a leader of this program? Yeah. Um, man, being here for six years, you definitely figure out the coaches' coaching style, what they want out of their players, and just the direction that they want to lead this team. So having be here, having to be here now for six years, I uh, definitely got a really good idea of what coaches are wanting. So just – using that knowledge that I've learned from them the last five years and just applying it to the sixth year. So just, yes, like you said, more of a leadership thing. And the seniors that are also coming back as well know what he's expecting. So definitely a great group of senior leaders I will have as well as just an upperclassman, upperclassman. Talking right, now. Costume, sorry. <laughs> Talking right now with Baylor Lady Bears pitcher, senior pitcher, Gia Radoni, all-world pitcher. And, Gia, I know that you're coming back. You're going to have another season to go ahead and continue to create some great memories and some great action. And, look, you're you're on the leaderboard pretty much for all the stats statistically-wise for Baylor. But even in that moment where you, real, you thought maybe it was over, did you have a chance to sit back and, and reflect on what Baylor has meant to you, these, these five seasons that you've been at Baylor, what it's meant to you and how you've grown as a person? For sure. Um, I just I had a whole week and a half to just sit there and just think of everything Baylor, Baylor University, Baylor softball has been able to give me and just the life lessons it's taught me. So for sure, just it's I've it's crazy seeing how much I've grown since my freshman year till now. And I just I can't wait for another year, a more mature year that I also get to. Um, develop again and just come back for and I know that you're very spiritual very faith-based and how has that helped you having that that base that faith how has that helped you deal with everything that's going on not in the softball world but just in the world in general dealing with this pandemic and and what could be happening the only thing we can do is give it up to the Lord and uh, just put our trust in him we don't know when this is going to end or how it's going to end but we just know that it's in his plan and in his timing so we just have to rely on him and have that hope. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mentioned the, the, the stats and how you, you lead the, the statistical categories for, for Baylor and so many. Number six all time, 538 strikeouts. And when you get on a roll, Gia, and start getting those strikeouts, I mean, they just come in bunches. It's like eight, nine, ten. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you seeing and what are you feeling when you get in that zone and you just start mowing every batter down? Well, I expect it from myself for sure, and I – 
it's just a mindset that I come into every game with that I want to dominate the lineup that I'm going against. And none of it's possible without my catcher, Taylor, or without our defense. So uh, it's just a mindset that I have that I want to dominate every opponent we play, each at bat, each pitch. So definitely just something that I've learned to develop over the years. I know it was kind of a short sample size, but what did you think that this year's team was capable of? I mean, y'all were off to a nice start after a tough year two years ago, and um, how much hope does that give you for this next year that with every um, pretty much everybody coming back, you guys could uh, replicate that again? Yeah, um, for sure. Like you said, we came off to a great start. We were about to go into Gainesville, and we were going to be tested there, and I was really wanting to see at that point where we stood as a team that with everyone coming back, I feel like we're going to have a, another great season next year. Hopefully we'll be able to actually complete it this time. But uh, just great players, great hungry players. They learned a lot from uh, last year's season. So just like I said, having the upperclassmen coming back to leadership, the girls, the younger ones are super hungry to become great. So just have a good thing going for this program. You, you talked about the leadership and getting the six years at Baylor, and I wanted to ask, is, is there any plans of coaching in your future? And if so, how much will this help you moving forward as a coach? Yeah, I as of right now, I don't have any plans on becoming a coach. I kind of know what path I want to go on after softball, and coaching isn't in it for right now, but <laughs> obviously things can change. But, I mean, I've learned so much from my coaching staff and just the – people they are and the knowledge they know. So if I were to go into coaching, I would have a great idea of how it needs to be done. Talking right now with Gia Rodoni, Baylor Lady Bear pitcher. And, and Gia, I've been on the radio talking about uh, a lot of the players on the, on your softball team and how you guys are really playing really well this year. Uh, like Steven mentioned, you guys got off to a really good start. You'd be playing Oklahoma this weekend if the season was still going on. Uh, Aaliyah Pritchett is someone I wanted to ask you about. She's a freshman from Houston, and when I saw her, I mean, she just looked like a really dominating player from someone who has played for Coach Moore for so long like you have and knows him really well and knows the ins and outs of that team. What kind of uh, what, what what does she bring to that Lady Bears team? Aaliyah is so naturally talented, and I tell her it all the time that she's so incredibly gifted. And she's just a very confident player, and she knows that she's gifted. And I think that she uses that to her advantage. Um, and she's had good coaching in the past, and it's evident. Um, but she works hard, and uh, Coach Moore loves just how she plays, the confidence she displays, and she's just an all-around a great athlete and. It's, she's so surprising for a freshman, and she just I love being able to have her on my team. Coach Moore said that uh, that Goose, he was still waiting to hear if Goose was coming back. Have you been on the phone kind of recruiting, trying to get her to come on back one more year? <laughs> I actually had texted her this morning, and I was just <laughs> checking in with her. I told her I was thinking about her a lot, a lot the last few days since NCAA granted us another year. But I just, yeah, I told her, I was like, I'd really like another year with you, but if not, then I totally respect and understand your decision, but just know that we would like you to come back and so she she loved it she was like we're gonna be grandmas I was like that's for sure but um yeah I had a little talk with her this morning so hoping hoping that goes our way and we get her back I heard that well my final question for you is a, is a fun question I mean I know you're from Los Banos are you back in California now yeah, I'm in California right now. How is the 209? I mean, I, I remember coming up to you and, 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 and telling you that, hey, I, I know exactly where Los Banos is. It's not a big city. You'll drive right through it really quickly. But uh, how how is the 209? How is things back in Cali? 
it is completely shut down. So there is nothing open here, which is, it's so crazy that we're in a time like this. But 209, it's still up and going, but everything is closed. So, well, there it is. It's just existing, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's just there. Well, go on out there and throw some, uh, some pitches out there. Get ready because uh, we look forward to seeing you next season again back at Getterman Stadium. Yes, I most definitely will. Thank you. So that's Giordoni. Uh, earlier this week with Q and Ward and Steven on Unnecessary Roughness, Gia, the Baylor senior pitcher that's been given, uh, like all spring sports student-athletes, an additional year of eligibility thanks to the NCAA for that. Gia, uh, Q most definitely uh, will be uh, taking that, and she'll be back in a Baylor uniform uh, next year. Yeah, and you can hear the excitement in her voice even when she was talking to us about the opportunity to come back, and even when she took to Twitter and said that she was going to be coming back, I mean, you could just hear it that she was real pumped up about that and that's that's great because we know you know last season dealing with the injury then this season it gets cut short because of of uh, what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic and then you know it's like really that's how your your career is going to end and so you know it's just it's almost fitting that she's going to actually get an opportunity to come back and really play out her senior year and uh, really rare, she had had the redshirt year, remember, was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. So this will be her sixth year coming right. back. And uh, I, I, there'll be some others in that boat now because of the, uh, you know, the spring sports being shut down this year. But uh, in the past, the only six-year uh, student-athlete that I can ever remember at Baylor, I'm sure there's been some more, but the only one that I know of was uh, was Maggie Davis-Stinnett. And Maggie played basketball at Baylor, was an outstanding player out of Waco High, and uh, got married and had a baby and came back and played after that. <laughs> nice. So prior to all this, uh, Maggie was the only uh, six-year uh, student-athlete I can ever remember being at Baylor. That's interesting. I, I did not know that. That's a cool little uh, little nut uh, nugget right there. And so, uh, yep. yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yep, yep. So now there'll be more now with uh, with this uh, additional year given to all spring sports uh, student-athletes, and Gia Radoni is one of those. Uh, her uh, most recent no-hitter, I uh, looked it up to get the date. It was February 21st. Baylor beat Tulsa, uh, part of the Baylor Invitational at uh, Getterman Stadium, and she had a one nothing win over Tulsa, and uh, that was a no-hitter. Uh, it's a game we did on Big 12 Now on ESPN+, and uh, great, great, Senior season going, redshirt senior season going for Gia. Now she'll have another chance to have a full uh, senior season next year. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, you mentioned it earlier, her fifth uh, her fifth no-hitter career, no-hitter, and that absolutely was. And, I mean, just looking at some of her stats, uh, I, I had had some pulled up just so when we did that interview I had them uh, handy with me. But, like I said, number six all-time with 538 strikeouts. I mean, that's, wow. you know, she led the Big 12 with 97 strikeouts. I mean, she's just, when she gets cooking, and that's why I told her that, when you get cooking, you get on a roll and you start striking out those uh, those batters, man, it's almost like they don't stand a chance. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. All right, appreciate that cue. Uh, Gia Radoni, uh, Baylor softball. Let's take a break. We'll be back with uh, more and wrap things up here in the 9 a.m. hour coming up in just a moment. Brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Here's an update uh, on the market. Uh, real estate is essential, and they're still safely showing, selling, and listing homes with only three months' worth of inventory. This market is a dual market. Great for sellers because of demand and great for buyers because of rates. Uh, 38 properties have been sold already this year, 34 new listings, 36 properties under contract, and uh, Colwell Banker Apex is up 
41.5% from this time last year. So those are some notes uh, relating to Amanda Cunningham and Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. You can see a lot of uh, moving and shaking going on and business going on as normal or as much as as close to normal as possible in the real estate business. But uh, just check out Amanda and Google search her name, Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. That'll get you to her Facebook page, contact information, some success stories, testimonials, and numbers like we just gave you uh, relating to Amanda Cunningham. So check that out. Just Google Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Join us tonight from 6 to 7 for another Baylor Basketball Classic presented by TFNB, your bank for life. Tonight, it's the national championship matchup. The Lady Bears and Notre Dame from last season. Colby Jackson driving to the basket. Yes, his yes, layup. She it. did it again. It. Join us each evening this week from 6 to 7 for a different Baylor Basketball Classic presented by TFNB, your bank for life. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 20 years. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass that stress. At Genco FCU, we dearly love and value the communities we serve. And so our lobbies are currently closed for your protection. But you can still access your accounts and address your financial needs remotely 24-7 online. Our call center and drive throughs remain open for expanded teller transactions during regular business hours. And night deposit boxes are available and checked hourly for loan payments and deposits. For more information and updates or changes, follow us on Facebook and visit GencoFCU.org. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6. Saturday 8 to 5. Thursday on the Matt Mosley Show. Clarence Hill from the Star-Telegram talked about the signing of defensive end Alden Smith and who made the push for him. From a football standpoint, it's a calculated risk. They're not investing much into it. I would say that Jim Tom Sula and Mike McCarthy are as much a part of this as if not more than Jerry Jones, Jim Tom Sula, defensive line coach, was Smith's coach in San Francisco. So there's a personal relationship with Jim Tom Sula. People think Jerry just does things without his coach's input and against his coach's wishes, but this was pushed by Mark Garthy and Tom Sula. Today at 1.30 on Unnecessary Roughness, former Mart and Longhorn legend Quan Cosby will join the show to talk about the classic 2006 UT-USC Rose Bowl. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Sometimes it's 
Lean on Me by Bill Withers. Uh, and uh, Q, this is another one that uh, that we like here in the 9 a.m. hour is Bill Withers. Uh, Lean on Me, Lovely Day is, uh, I think, one of the greatest songs ever produced. Uh, Ain't No Sunshine is another Bill Withers song. Yes. And Chris Allman texts me this morning with the uh, sad news that Bill Withers passed away this week. And I did not know that. Apparently Monday... Uh, he passed away at the age of 81 uh, in at his home in Los Angeles. Uh, so at the age of 81, Bill Withers has passed away. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's really, really tough. And that song, just listening to those words and knowing what we're going through right now, I mean, that if that doesn't ring true and if that you know what i mean if anything doesn't just come screaming at you like hey man you know we're all gonna need someone to lean on at some point and that's right. that's absolutely what we're going through right now and so uh it's, it's almost fitting uh that this is you know what we're talking about at this point and the song we're playing and you know it's almost like that was uh his final message for us uh yeah isn't that the truth well he uh he, he died from heart complications it was not anything related to the coronavirus uh, pandemic so let you know that, but Bill Withers uh, passing away this week at the age of 81. Uh, this uh, song, his, uh, this song, "Lean on Me." A lot of folks, healthcare workers, choirs, artists, and more, are posting their own renditions of "Lean on Me" to help get through uh, these difficult times. So, uh, sad news, but uh, man, the message of "Lean on Me" uh, lives on past uh, the life on this earth of bill withers absolutely absolutely like i said that that if anything that's the message that you need to hear right now all right very good all right chris thanks for that chris allman uh, looking out for us and giving us that news appreciate chris uh let's uh, mention some birthdays today before we get out of here today is gary vogel's birthday a lot of you folks in the area know of uh no gary and happy birthday to him uh today is beverly fallon's birthday the much nice. better half of uh, steve fallon <laughs> So, am I right? Huh? Who you could are, argue no, with that? No, you're you're absolutely right. I know Beverly really, really well. Uh, <laughs> she works with the wife over at Community Bank. So uh, over oh, the great. years, I've gotten to know Beverly really well. And you're absolutely right. She is much better half of uh, her. Her and, uh, and Steve Fallon. <laughs> exactly. And we love Steve, but he yes, would not disagree with that one bit. So happy birthday to Beverly Fallon today. Uh, Drew Greenway's birthday is today. Drew is the uh, worship leader, the main worship leader at uh, our church at Harris Creek. So happy birthday to Drew today. Uh, Coach Clint Zander, today is his birthday. Uh, Anthony Jones played basketball at Baylor. Good to see uh him and uh, his birthday is today as well. Rick Winters of uh, HEB, I think retired. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I think retired. <laughs> I'm not positive. <laughs> Rick, if you're not retired, uh, I, am, I apologize. But uh, Rick Winters' birthday is today. Today is uh, Rich DeMarco's birthday, uh, good friend, and the play-by-play voice for the Army Black Knights. Uh, Rich and uh, his wife is a Baylor grad, so there's a connection there. But happy birthday to Rich. 
Margaret Kramer works at Castellaw down on campus. Uh, today is Margaret's birthday. I've, uh, Margaret's been there since I was in school, I think. Uh, she has been there a long, long time, so happy birthday to her. And I think that's it for my birthdays uh, to share today. If I missed you, I do apologize. But have a great day and have a great birthday. Oh, there are some others. I got another list going here. <laughs> today is Danny Brabham's birthday, former uh, track standout at Baylor, member of the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame and longtime assistant at Baylor. So happy birthday to Coach Brabham. Uh, Robert James, uh, former assistant to uh, to Grant Taft for many years. And Coach James, happy birthday to him as well. And that's it. Add those two to those others. So happy birthday to uh, all those folks today here on April 3rd. Uh, remind folks about our final condensed game BU Classic rebroadcast coming up tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. It is the Women's Basketball National Championship game from last year, the third national championship under Kim Mulkey. Baylor in dramatic fashion wins over Notre Dame uh, as Lauren Cox goes out with the injury and Baylor prevails to win the national title last year. And this game will be rebroadcast in condensed version. It's only an hour, so uh, carve out some time for that tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas coming up this evening. Q, that'll be fun to hear, and I uh, hope you uh, have a, a safe weekend. What do you have coming up? Uh, you mentioned Quan Cosby coming up on Unnecessary Roughness today. Yeah, excited about that. I was at home watching the the replay of UT and USC last night, the 2006 Rose Bowl game, and it just felt like it was brand new, and people were tweeting about it. And, you know, they didn't tweet about it in 2006, so they were tweeting about it like it was a live game. And so <laughs> it just got me kind of fired up, and I texted him, and he said, this is the first time I've actually watched the game. And so he was fired up as well. So we're going to be talking to him at 1.30, but we'll start things off at 12.15 with Bill Jones from CBS 11 talking Cowboys. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle talking talking. Texans and the NFL at 12:30, and uh, then Jordan Rodriguez from uh, the Carolina Panthers. She covers the Carolina Panthers for the Athletic. She'll be uh, picking number seven on our ESPN Central Texas NFL Mock Draft 2020 for the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule. <laughs> All right, yeah, Coach Rule with the Panthers, very yep. good. All right, Q, thanks very much. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, have a great and safe weekend, everybody. Uh, be safe. Shelter in. Uh, we are all in this together. We've all got to do our part and uh, pat on the back to everybody. Well, from a distance, a pat on the back to everybody that's doing their part to get through this. Uh, have a safe weekend. Uh, Lord willing, we'll talk to you Monday at 9 here on ESPN Central Texas.